This is How's the Bite. I'm Ken Root with Bob Urban under the big walleye at Murray Outdoors on the south end of Guttenberg. A beautiful little place with excellent customer service led by this man and Bob Urban. Bob, I uh, really appreciate the way you handle people when they come in. Not everybody who comes in wants to buy something. A lot of people just want to talk, don't they? Yeah, yeah, we get that a lot, uh, and I'm good at it. But let's play this for a second. Okay, that's the cash register, remember? Oh, yeah. You'll hear that button. It's been busy today, Ken. The weather's nice. You'll be hearing me ring people through, and I apologize. You're going to you're gonna hear the cash register button a lot this morning. We've been busy. Can you believe it's November? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just maybe it was because of that warm weather, that long, warm stretch. But it's definitely definitely hard to believe we may be ice fishing in a month, which is which is hard to believe, I guess. Now, we're going to cover ice fishing. So those of you who didn't listen to us a year ago, Bobby did a pretty darn good job of telling people where the ice was safe. And uh, you have a lot of equipment that is specialized for ice fishing. And a lot of people are utilizing that. Uh, some of it is uh, simply poles and uh, jigs, but some of it is technology. Yeah, there's a lot going on with when it comes to ice, whether it's the safety whether where you can go, whether what time we're open, when when people are going, there's just a lot of variables, and, and a lot of it's safe in what you can get to, and we do a good job of whether you call, whether you listen to the podcast, which we're really pushing folks to listen to. We do a lot up here. Uh, some people think it's 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 just selling stuff, like you're here in the cash register right now. I'm giving a gentleman $3.13 back, and he bought a lot of walleye stuff he's going walleye fishing today but there's there's a lot more to it than just running the register thanks guys have a good one all right well i'm sure there is i think the the major thing though here is that right now the fishing is great it is it is and it has been um minus a few elements like they're out tuesday ken and that i would call it a blizzard if it was snowing a little bit more um the elements were rough they're still out there catching fish um the river level came up we're back down to about eight foot and uh it's just going to be a good fall the thing that we're seeing is is there's so much to do and we're going to talk to a few guys you're going to talk to a few guys about hunting the we're i don't know whether to call it how's the bite or how's the rut this week um because the rut is the rut's going to be here this week um they're saying maybe a few days in this weekend might be prime for that for for deer hunting pheasant hunting was opening last weekend the duck hunting was going trapping's opening up this weekend there's just a lot to do outside right now um we focus on how's the bite and how's the fishing because that's kind of what we do here um but there's so much more to do outside and and there's a lot of folks out and about well, as people come in, and by the way, you open at 6 a.m. and you close at 5 p.m., 11 hours every day except on Sunday when you say open at 6 and you close at 3, they can talk to you at 6 a.m. while they're getting prepped to go do whatever they're doing because it is still dark, and even after we go through daylight savings time, it's going to still be dark. So that really is a great time for people to get oriented and you can start your day at Murray Outdoors, and from there, you can uh, go your own way and do your own thing. And 
Absolutely. Fall is the ultimate season for any kind of outdoor enthusiast. And we'll pick up Jamie here. Jamie's barge is at 615 Landing on Main Street along the river in Guttenberg. And let's see how things are going. Let's go to Jamie Dinger at Landing 615. He's right on the river downtown Guttenberg. Jamie, I hear the fishing has been quite good lately. Yeah, fishing's been really good. Lots of limits of saugers and walleyes, uh, perch. They're all coming off the barge, so real good fishing. Can you uh, tell me sizes? Are they getting a little bigger or just pretty good size already? Yeah, it's unreal the size of the saugers that are coming off of there. They're huge. Uh, the walleyes, there's been a, a lot of slots caught and released. You know, nobody's keeping them, you know, even over 27. They're still turning them back. It's pretty good. So, What about uh, when somebody comes out the first time, Jamie? Uh, uh, it's not too disorienting. I've done it once now this fall and found it to be very enjoyable. But when you come down to your landing area and you're put on that little enclosed boat, when they steer you in and uh, stop the boat there at the barge, what do you recommend people do to gracefully make an entrance? Well, the the best thing to do is check out how people are fishing. You can fish a lot of people on that barge if everybody just pays attention, you know, to how people are casting and how how the lines are floating if they're if they're long casting. You know, the best thing is just just to observe how people are fishing before you just cast out and cast over top of everybody i mean it just it makes it hard because then you know you're tangled up for 15 minutes trying to get untangled from everybody and it's more enjoyable for you to fish if you can just see how everybody else is fishing right now you know there's quite a few people on the barge right now a lot of guys are just jigging straight up and down with three quarter ounce hair jigs and one eyes and doing really good so it's not that you have to cast out as far as you can you know you can get them right under the barge right now Jamie, how late do you go? What's the trigger point for you to close the barge for the winter? Uh, we usually close it right around Thanksgiving just because not many people show up after that. Do you actually pull the barge into shore? Yeah, I'll pull the barge over next to the gas dock over here along shore and tuck it in tight to shore. Uh, how much per person and when are you open? It's $20 a person. We're open from 7 to 3 during the week and 7 to 5 on the weekends. Thank you, Jamie, very much from Landing 615 in downtown Guttenberg. All right. Thanks, Ken. All right. So good reports from Jamie. And, uh, Bob, are most people fishing the river right now, or is there anything else they're fishing around the area? Yeah, they're fishing. I mean, Ken, the river levels everywhere else except for the Mississippi are still low. I mean, we're still in that uh low water pool for the fall you can fish the smaller rivers but the problem is is get around some of those smaller rivers the lakes they're fishing a little bit but but most folks are coming up they're hitting the crappies and the walleye perch bite up here it's just something that happens every fall they're feeding up they're uh producing their eggs all the female fish are and they're wanting to feed up for the the winter because they're already getting to their wintering holes and when they get there can they stay there so if you can fish right now in the next couple of weeks, if you can find out where your ice fishing or where your decent ice fishing spots are, whether that's on a lake or a river, those fish are going to stay there and they're going to stay there until next spring. And they'll go a little bit more dormant in the wintertime. Some of your fish will, but right now they're feeding up and people are really getting a, 
really getting into numbers and, and size of the, the fish on the river. Can we talk uh, technology just a moment for all kinds of fishing? Because I've been exposed to more of it this year, and it's just amazing what's out there. Do you have a stock of uh, all kinds of things for either fishing from your boat and scanning down to see what the fish finder says in the new generations or the ones that go in the hole with the people who are ice fishing? Yeah, we do. Um, the ice fishing stuff's coming out, Ken. People are asking for it already. They're getting uh, their boats winterized, put away, some of the guys, and then those same guys will be getting their ice fishing stuff out, charging their Vexlar batteries, replacing stuff, getting ready. Vexlars are flashing units. Um, most different companies have them, Markham, Vexlar, Hummingbird. They all have them. They're fish finders. Um, we do have that stuff here. We do have the Helix, um, Hummingbird Helixes. Uh, I really like those for side imaging to find some fish uh, in the river, lakes. They're really good for that. They're really good for mapping. They make them in portable units. They also make them in units for your boat. We don't really rig stuff up, so we do throw some bones and some business to um, J&L Marine. We throw some business to J-Man's Minkota up in Harper's Ferry. Just those those guys, Winnegars, they can get that stuff for you and get it rigged up. We do have the units if you want to do it yourself. We do have mega live imaging um, from Hummingbird. A lot of guys are using that forward-facing sonar. Um, we do have some of that stuff here at the store, correct? I saw mega live this year uh, when I was up in northern Minnesota, and uh, it uh, is amazing what it reveals to you that's going on on the bottom, 30 feet below you perhaps, of uh, the fish that are there and the fish that are moving and where your bait is, things of that nature. Let's talk hunting. What's going on as far as deer hunting right now? Oh, so we have guys coming in. Everybody's getting excited for the rut. Um, we're seeing vehicles that are hitting deer. Um, as you see more deer on the roadway, that's really kind of a sign that the rut is coming or they're moving. Here the last few days, they're getting a lot of smaller bucks that they're seeing. Um, some guys did get a few bigger ones here. Uh, had a guy come in that got a 160 and another guy with a 150, and that's just the score of their antler system. But they're they're doing pretty good. Um, I think here this weekend, maybe early next week, will be the prime, and and that's when everybody's they're getting their estrus, they're getting their dopey, they're getting their scent lock stuff, they're getting their arrows, they're getting all their stuff, they're getting excited, they're getting their tags, their licensing. Uh, Lucas Dever is going to come in and talk about not necessarily that you have to get your licensing with a smaller uh, store like us, but we are very knowledgeable on what you need to legally be out there, not that it's our responsibility and we're not signing your license. Uh, it's still the owner's responsibility for the license system, but what we can do is help you get you that correct ticket, the correct license, the correct habitat fee that you need to go out and legally do it. Um, when you go to Walmart, you go to some of those gas stations, they just don't know that stuff. You can kind of be a little bit safer and know that you're ready to roll and you're ready to go with uh, everything you need for the hunting season. We have all the safety equipment as well. I think they'll probably talk about that. Bob, let's go to Lucas Dever, who is a conservation officer, who we've talked to many times this year, been very kind to visit with us. Luke, we're rolling into gun season for deer. 
for you and your fellow officers across the state is probably a pretty big number of people. How do you mentally approach this as you get ready for uh, deer season to begin? Yeah, it sneaks up on us fast every year. Get your Christmas shopping done because that first weekend in December until about Christmas, you know, we, we're running just as hard as anybody else from call to call and, and checking hunters. This is, this is obviously the probably the most hunters in the field at one time that we have every year. So a lot of uh, license checks to be done uh, and, and a few issues along the way that we have to address. Um, let, so. let me ask you a couple of questions here. One on getting a license and getting the proper tag, and then on if you get a deer. Let's start with the proper license. I mean, Bob sells a huge number of them, but what do you find that people most often fail to do? You're going to go into Walmart. I would like to give Bob a little bit better credit that he knows what people need, but you go you go into Walmart or Tyson's or Farm and Fleet, and you say, I need my deer tag and my hunting license. And that's exactly what they sell you. And then you don't have a habitat fee, which is the other thing that's required. So you need your hunting and habitat, and then you need a, a deer tag valid for the shotgun season that you are planning to go. You know, that's one thing that we run across as far as license issues go. Um, you know, if you do happen to be successful and you get a deer, it is required that you harvest report your deer that you shoot, whether it be a antlerless deer or, or antler deer. And when you do that, you have until midnight of the following day to make that harvest report. This year, there's something new with the harvest report system. We're asking hunters that harvest an antlered deer to measure the outside of the main beam. And we will ask just one question, is it more or less than 14 inches? And there's a there's going to be a ruler, a 7-inch ruler on the back of your tag. So... In theory, you could lay that down, flip it over, and your main beams either going to be longer or shorter than that. Uh, and the reason we're doing that, is we don't have a, an idea of what age of bucks are getting killed in Iowa. And so this will give us a chance to, with 90% certainty, to know if this is a one-and-a-half-year-old deer or less. Uh, and it's no different than, like, with turkeys when we ask the spur length. This is a, a very similar thing used for age class. The key to this is it lets your DNR specialist know the age of those deer, and then from that they can uh, draw some other conclusions. Yep. We always worry about hunter safety and people making sure that they are clearly visible to other hunters. What's required in that area? You're required to have a, a solid blaze orange vest, jacket, coat, coveralls, uh, something that's fully solid blaze orange. The hat alone is not sufficient for that anymore, unlike pheasant season. And then I know some people wear pheasant vests with a little bit of brown in them. Those aren't good either. They need to be solid blaze orange all the way through. If you're out on public property or even property uh, that you have permission to be on, you don't know who's next door and, or who may have gone somewhere they shouldn't have uh, followed directions on and you know, you'd hate to be the recipient of a stray bullet, you know. So we're trying to prevent any any hunting accidents. You know, the safety equipment's really important to us. Absolutely. 
Well, Luke, I think that that uh, may sum it all up here. Uh, people obviously can read information. DNR has plenty of it online. Listen to other hunters. But if this is your first year to go, learn the rules, try to fit in, and be safe. I agree. Thanks a lot for talking to me. Yeah, not a problem. Now, Bob, we also have the challenge for deer hunters to be able to get that deer processed after they bring it in. Edgewood Locker is an amazing place. I had no idea they handle over 7,000 deer each year. Can you imagine the infrastructure and the people it takes to process that many deer? Yeah, uh, I did not know it was 7,000. I know we hear a lot of people that go to Edgewood. I'm glad that they came onto the the show today so people know that um just an amazing company that does really good product and they're known uh statewide now especially eastern iowa for sure uh guys will drive a couple hours just to bring a deer there well uh luke kearns is our guest and uh he outlines what's uh, going on there uh, what they can do in the near future and how that it can be a benefit to you as a deer hunter who gets a deer this year. Well, Bob, I've got uh, Luke Kearns on the line. He is uh, an owner of Edgewood Locker. And, uh, Luke, I know it's going to get busy for you on deer season. You take in a few head every year, don't you? Yeah, we do. Uh, we're uh, the biggest deer processor uh, in the Midwest and in the country that, that we're aware of, so... Last year we did about 3,650 whole carcasses, and then we get a similar amount of deer brought in that uh, that folks cut up themselves and just bring us the trimmings to make sticks or summer sausage or uh, whatever other product it may be. I had no idea you were that large. So there must be quite a line of people when deer season is open coming in there. Do you stay open 24-7? Well, we don't stay open uh, 24-7, no, uh, but uh, there, there can be a line sometimes for sure, especially if we're talking, uh, you know, shotgun season specifically, the first and second season. Uh, but we do stay open pretty late, so we'll be open till 7 p.m. On, on the weekend of first season there, and then we're open till 6 during the week while first season's still going on. And then, then by second season, we stay open till 6 uh, on the weekends as well. Uh, the good news about that time of year is, you know, it's a little bit colder, so it's not a huge deal to, to hang on to a deer until the next day. Do you need to have a reservation to get a deer in, or can you just show up? No, no reservation needed at all. So we accept deer uh, during business hours uh, during deer season. We've never capped it, never set a limit on it. Uh, we just, uh, you know, stopped doing beef and pork that time of year in terms of our slaughter, and, and we focus 100% on deer so we can get them in and get them out. So that is a USDA rule, isn't it? You can't do both at the same time and implant. Like we couldn't be skinning both in, in our slaughter room at the same time or something like that. Um, you've got to have separation of, of space and or time uh, between uh, different species. But, uh, you know, we'll still, we'll still be processing uh, items for our retail store and, and other things and, you know, and our sausage stuffers and things like that. But we'll, you know, do our beef uh, first in the day, then do our pork, and then uh, the last thing we do for the day is, is deer. So that order of operations is critical there. Luke, tell me what the procedure is for the hunter to make sure he brings you a deer that's something you will take. Let's say he brings you a deer that's been field dressed, but that's it. Will you accept a deer with a hide on? 
Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, uh, if it's a whole deer coming in, we, we prefer that the hide is, is still on it. Uh, that just helps keep that deer clean, uh, keeps it from drying out. Uh, and so, yeah, that, that's our preference. And, and in fact, it costs a little bit extra if you bring in a whole deer with the hide off. Uh, I would also mention, though, that even before, you, you know, they bring it in, uh, it's pretty critical that they uh, ensure that they field dress it properly. So all the way from the, the heart and lungs all the way out to the rectum. It uh, seems like sometimes folks struggle with that, so we're trying to get everybody trained on uh, complete field dressing. And then uh, also ensuring that that carcass gets cooled down properly. You know, uh, sometimes folks might think if it's really cold out, uh, it's not a big deal to, to get the uh, internal organs out in a hurry and uh, to get those legs spread out so it cools down. But the reality is I don't care if it's negative 20 degrees outside, uh, you still got to get those internal organs out of there pretty quick and get those hind legs opened up so that heat can uh, exit that carcass. Do folks get the deer hide back of their own deer if they bring it in? Yeah, if they want to. You know, not a lot of folks uh, ask ask us to save the hide, but uh, certainly that is something we offer uh, if folks want it. And it, it is from their, their specific deer, yeah, for sure. Now, tell me this. Suppose they have skinned it out and boned it out. Will you accept that meat? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we get in uh, a lot of boned out meats. Uh, and it may come from folks that, you know, do a little bit of their own processing but really like our... Uh, one of our snack stick flavors or summer sausage or maybe our grounded form jerky or our brats, whatever the case may be. So, yeah, we, we get a lot of, of that in, and, uh, you know, it comes in both fresh and frozen. Uh, we take it both ways. Uh, and, of course, the importance of cleanliness uh, applies there as well. So we're uh, very thorough uh, with ensuring it, it comes in clean and high quality, and if it's not, uh, you know, we'll either reject it uh, or if, uh, you know, if, if it's possible to, to clean it up, uh, then we'll do that. But uh, we do pass along uh, cleaning fees for that. Tell me, Luke, uh, do you have this on a website where people can review it uh, while they're waiting for the deer to come through during season? Yeah, absolutely. So on our website, edgewoodlocker.com, uh, there's a tab on the top. You can click for processing and then drop down to deer processing. Uh, and then once you're on that page, it's got really everything you need to know about getting a deer processed here, uh, from some of the care and delivery instructions we just talked about for proper uh, handling of that meat before it gets here, to the list of all our different offerings, uh, uh, again, from brats to bacon to snack sticks to summer sausage to breakfast sausage to meatloaf uh, and everything in between. It, it talks through what all those are along with the associated pricing. Well, thank you for that very much. And I only have one other thing from Bob Urban. He said you came over here fishing in the Guttenberg area, and he wants you to tell everybody exactly where you caught the fish. <laughs> well, um, I, I'm not going to share that one, but uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> Best of luck, because I'm impressed with your operation. Of course, I love the meat you guys have. Bob has a stock of your snack sticks in his place, and they're always fresh. So obviously they're going through them pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, we're proud to uh, work with his store in, in Guttenberg there and uh, offer our products uh, to all, the, all his customers that stop in there. So it works out well, I think, for everybody. Luke Kearns, who is with Edgewood Locker. Thank you, Luke. Thank you very much, Ken. Appreciate it. Bob Edgewood Locker is having an open house for deer hunters on Sunday. It's from 10 till 3 in Edgewood at their facility. 
They're going to offer samples. They're going to offer tours of the locker plant. And there will be some vendors there as well on those people who sell things that deer hunters want. Bob, a lot of people are eager for November to be an unfolding flower for all the things they can do. And then into December as well when we get into the shotgun season for deer, first and second season. So uh, it's going to be quite a ride for everybody. Tell them your hours and where you're located. Ken, 1402 South Highway 52. Under the, we've got something, I forget. You always say it. What is? What are we under? It's the big walleye. Oh, the oh, big that's walleye. Right. I don't huge. care what your address is. People drive by sight, and when they <laughs> see a big walleye, they want to stop and look we are it. We are under the big walleye, the huge walleye, <laughs> the wooden walleye. Um, can't it's wooden? It. No, can't, it's not. It is. It's wooden. I, I was wondering if I needed to repaint it, but I don't. It's doing really, really good up there. I think it's plywood or green treated or something. It's doing pretty good up there. Yeah, under the big walleye, under the huge walleye, if you're driving and you miss it, what did you say? You shouldn't be driving? Very true. Yes, very true. But, uh, you know, for those of us who are older drivers, we're going to get sensitive about this because (laughs) if you want to start a a war in a family, just try to take somebody's keys away. That is very true. That is very true. No, you should be paying attention to the road, especially this time of year, Ken. Just to recap what's going on this week, walleye bite, phenomenal. Perch, uh, they're getting them on the float. Jamie will probably talk about that. Red worms for those, hair jigs for walleyes. Purple's a great color. Three-quarter ounce is what we're using for the walleyes. Rut's going on. That's why we're talking about drive carefully, stay off your phone, pay attention to the road ditches because those deer are going to move this week. This is the prime week for that. They are chasing the does. They get to do their fun activities i guess you would call it uh once a year and this is the the week that they'll be doing that uh the hunters are out trapping starts pheasant hunting started last week duck hunting was last weekend there's just a ton going on we have what you need here at murray's outdoors and we just stop in we'll shoot the breeze with you and we'll tell you tell you what's going on in our neck of the woods all right this is how's the bite take care we'll see you next week 